What's really been top of mind for me right now is like the AI stuff and like figuring out how people are going to interact with it. A lot of people kind of like have asked me like recently when I'm doing kind of podcasts, it's just like, are you guys going to get into a black box type interface where you say you want an ad and then you guys create an ad for me? And like my answer to that right now is just like, no. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian, we want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Are you tired of drowning in endless folders of ad inspiration briefs and competitor research? Well, fear not. Foreplay is here to rescue you from creative chaos and transform your workflow into a seamless journey. I'm Christian, and today I'm excited to bring you a solo episode featuring the brilliant mind behind Foreplay, Zach Murray, with a passion for helping agencies and D2C brands scale their advertising efforts. Zach brings a unique perspective from both sides of the marketing spectrum, having owned multiple e-commerce brands and a marketing agency as well. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Foreplay's incredible offerings, granted you access to the largest community ad library worldwide packed with over 500,000 curated ads from over 60,000 brands. Imagine the inspiration and insight you'll gain from this treasure trove. So if you're ready to take your creative process to the next level and supercharge your advertising game, stay tuned. Let's embrace the power of foreplay and make your marketing endeavors more successful than ever. Enjoy. All right, Zach, thank you for joining the podcast. Very nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, let's just get started from the beginning. Um, what is Foreplay um, and how do you come into the picture? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm the founder of Foreplay. Um, Foreplay is a software tool used by mainly D2C brands and agencies, well, some like other niches, but that's kind of our core. Um, and we really just help centralize the performance creative process um, amongst uh, the performance side of, of agencies and, and brands as well as the creative side. And so um, we build tools and platforms to just harmonize their process, communication, inspiration, brief writing. Um, and realistically, we just want to help people go from the moment when they're like, we need more ad creative to having new ad creative ready to publish. We want to hold their hand along the entire way and, and give them the tools to do their best work. Got it. Um, and what's your your background? Because me as a, as a creative this is like sort of like a oasis, right? A nice, perfect tool to kind of gather everything together and like get ideas, source ideas. Um, is your background also on that creative side of things? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like started my career mainly as like a web designer and a motion designer. So I was doing like a lot of animation and, and things like that. Um, where I kind of transitioned into more of like the performance creative side of things, I found out what dropshipping was and started doing that um, kind of around 2018, 2019. Um, and so I built, I tried a bunch of things, built a brand, um, that scaled very fast, but cro it crashed just as fast as well. Um, and so on the other side of kind of that failure, I, I started like an agency and we were doing, uh, mainly performance creatives for, for D2C brands. And, um, and yeah, one of like the main problems we had was just centralizing advertising inspiration amongst our entire team. We had this like horrible process where like people would bring like Facebook ad library links and Google slide decks or sheets. And it was just like, it was a very valuable practice for having our whole team go out and do creative research, but, uh, the actual process was, was bad. And so we just started building 
the tool internally at, at the start. Um, and now the agency is fully shut down and, and we're just doing software. Was the agency shut down because you saw the software as sort of like the future of, of where you wanted to take things? Yeah, it was like a very like specific decision. I was like, I want to stop doing agency work. Um, and I wanted to just build software. Like I, I had always, um, when I was like thinking about the, the founders that I looked up to, often they're software founders and I really enjoyed kind of the way that they built their business, but even just like the ethos around building software and being able to have one input and then multiple outputs in terms of like solving a problem, I just really enjoyed. And um, it was like a soft transition out of the agency work. Like I, I kind of kept doing agency work to pay the bills and things like that. Um, and it was probably about a year and a half ago now that agency work completely ended and we're just doing software. That's awesome. Um, and walk me through, um, I, I guess, Orplay, that's a, such a unique name. Um, I was even Googling just foreplay and it, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it wasn't on the first page of Google. Um, but if you type in foreplay ads, um, it, it will, it will show up with the first one. Um, talk to me about the name and then, um, I guess more in depth about, you know, the core features uh, of the software. Yeah, for sure. So when we had decided to kind of start the agency, so the agency's name is also foreplay. Okay. Um, and it was at the time I had a co-founder, um, when it was an agency, and we were kind of just sitting around trying to decide what to name it. And I was, I had just came off reading, um, a Richard Branson autobiography. It was either losing my virginity or one of the other ones. And he had talked about naming Virgin records, um, and a kind of like a provocative name. And so I think that had a little bit of influence on me. And I've always looked up to Richard Branson in terms of like life, lifestyle design and just like the way he had done things. Um, and so I think subconsciously that had influenced me, the real conversation that solidified the name is we were just like talking, we were like, okay, like we don't want to call it like this or, you know, like our names and then marketing, like we wanted just like a one word type thing. And, you know, we were just like spitballing ideas back and forth. We were like, what is advertising? What is marketing? Um, and I was just like, it's kind of just like foreplay, right? It's like communication before the purchase. It's like warming up your, your customer to be like comfortable um with you and uh and then once i said i was like oh we should just name it that um and then we yeah we initially started off with like the domain name we are foreplay because it was cheap and then slowly got foreplay.co and uh, i one day i hope to get foreplay.com nice nice and then uh i think we as an agency also kind of started like that we, we still in the, in the .co area um there is a bitbranding.com somewhere out there but uh yeah we haven't necessarily pulled the trigger but uh, that's very interesting. That um, that perfect explanation, I guess, of of, of the name of the brand, and um, also some similarities, right, with with our agency and how you know we were also trying to come up with a name that wasn't our name, right, or wasn't like uh, I don't know, like a, I mean, it's still kind of like a made up you know term or whatever. But um, yeah, very interesting to 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 hear that that side of things. Um, okay, and then tell me about I guess the evolution of foreplay. Um, what were I guess maybe some of the uh, first initial core features, um, and what has it evolved into today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we actually, when we first started it, it was kind of like a pet project because the agency was still kind of running. Yeah. Um, and we actually started like three different things. Um, oh, wow. one of them was like this version of the product. The other, I was like, I'm going to do like three kind of like software slash like internet media things and see like which one I was like the most drawn to. And so 
the pet name for uh, for foreplay in its current form is Addison, um, and that that like main uh, core use case was just like save ads from Facebook ad library. And like the first version of it was just like the most jank thing in the entire world. Like you'd have to like copy the link, go back to our dashboard, publish, like paste the link into a field and click save. And it was like six clicks to save an ad, but like people were using it. Like that, that version of it, we got to like, I don't know, like $500 of MRR or something, but just like this horrible version of it. Um, and then right after that, we like built the Chrome extension, which allows you to save with one click. And that was like where like the, the tool became useful for like people that weren't insane. Um, and then, um, and then from there it was just, it kind of just evolved. Like now our three core products are like swipe file, which is the saving of ads. And now we support like TikTok, and we're going to be supporting Google, uh, transparency center and a few like, and we're going to try to get into the organic side of things. Um, then we have discovery. Discovery is like, the, it's the largest curated ad library in the entire world. It's over a half a million ads, like four to 5,000 new ads saved every single day. Um, and that was just something we released once we got to a critical mass where like people are saving a fuck ton of ads. Like there's value here. And so we just like built a feed and like you can just like see what other people are saving. Um, and then we enriched it with AI so you can search by keyword. And our most recent kind of like large release was um, the full version of our brief product. And so that's just, us moving further into like the workflow of creative strategists and media buyers it's like okay why were people saving ad inspiration it was um it, it was to write briefs right to send to a video editor or a ugc creator um and so i think yeah our brief editor is like the easiest way to build ad briefs um and then share them in like a really structured way so that you know you're not going through like a hundred versions right like you're leading with your best foot forward to get the new ad asset um you know i think there's like a lot of features we still want to build into it but I'm super happy with kind of how people are using it. I like to go and watch and look at other people, the, the briefs people are making. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is like super detailed. And you get to learn a lot about how people are doing things, which is really cool. Nice. Um, and there's also a, a component, I think, of uh, also saving different ads into sort of different categories or folders. If you, yeah. 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 So like initially I was like, oh, like I, the initial thing I wanted was, you know, like a Pinterest for ad creative. And so we kind of inherit a lot of their structure of like boards and then we added folders, subfolders are coming soon. And see so the inspiration is all organized into folders and, and boards. Everybody uses those a little bit differently. Um, you know, whether they're like agencies and they have like a folder for each brand they work with and then a board for every campaign, um, brands use it a little bit differently, but that's kind of, yeah, just the organizational structure of, of the platform. And that discovery area, is that? automatically so like if i christian save an ad that's not necessarily inside of foreplay um does that ad that i personally save will that be then showcased to to other people in that discovery tab is that how yeah kind of like that yeah it's, okay. it's showcasing discovery it's 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 private who saved it um but it's kind of just like a real-time feed it's just like all the ads being okay. saved the real kind of like value of it is like the search um okay. and so you're able to like we, we transcribed every single video so you can search by keyword. Um, we like every image. We like read the text on the image. So if it's like a single image ad. You can like search based on keyword. Um, and then right now we're really getting into like personalization. Like we kind of want to build like almost like a Netflix for like creative strategists and media buyers. We like come to the platform and you're like, okay, here's five ads that are like very similar to what you've saved in the past um, and be like a little bit more proactive with how we're 
rather than giving it rather than just being like a tool we really want it to feel more like a like a platform and a community and, and things like that hey so owners are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. Uh, that was going to be uh, my next question. Like, uh, what what is uh, the future um, of of foreplay? And I think you kind of painted a picture there. Um, is there is there anything else, maybe even that's coming out, maybe sooner than that, or is there something you know, five year, ten year goal um, with 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 this product? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think really short term, we're really focused on a more platform integration for saving. Okay. Um, we want to be more personalized with the um, with the discovery features. We want Refill will become more, more, more robust. And then like just generally around the entire piece, we want it to plug into any systems you're using currently. And so that's, you know, integration with ClickUp or Monday, Notion, um, wherever you're doing your project management, we would, we want Forplay to fit into that in like a very native way. And so we're thinking a lot about integrations. Um, and then, you know, like longer term vision, I think if I go really, really big, right now we're helping people with performance creative. But I think that the problems of like performance people and creative people communicating, I think that like goes, it goes very, very high in terms of like um, the problem. And it also goes like very, very specific in terms of different niches. And so I've always said that like, there's no reason why um, like a billboard ad didn't need to be touched by foreplay in its like creative process. And so when I like cast the net, that's like the biggest vision. Do I, I don't really have like a clear way but i'm like it would be really sick if i knew every billboard ad or every school like every bus stop ad right down to like personalized ads on your phone um i think there's a world in which we can help people do really great creative work on like all of those fronts but like right now we're very much focused on performance advertising and direct response style but i would love to expand the workflow to kind of like all advertising and I guess eventually down the road when Vision Pro has uh, ads yeah. and AR also, <laughs> including some of those. Um, that's 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 great. That's awesome. Um, how has, and this is, I think, a question that we've asked now recently for almost every podcast interview. Um, obviously, I think from the timeline that you're telling me, um, chat GPT and AI has exploded recently. How has any of that changed um, maybe even some of the features that, that you're wanting to to expand into, um, or or even the way that you know people are using your 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 software. Um, I, I guess yeah, has ChatGPT or any of these new AIs uh, changed you know your company inside, um, and then also uh, features going outwards for for your customers. Yeah, so features wise, like with the new brief editor, you can write scripts with AI. So you can take a piece of inspiration, video inspiration that's like dialogue focused and rewrite it for your brand, create a storyboard with a single click. There's no transcribing, there's no rewriting. Um, and so that's been, it's, you know, it, I always said when we were building the product, like this is the easiest feature we've ever built. Yeah. And so it just like is a testament to like how good this shit that they're building at OpenAI is and everything. And so that, that was really cool. Um, I'm currently thinking through like how to make it a lot better. Um, 
you know, because I think all these people are building like wrappers around chat GPT. It's one of those things. It's like you have to be providing enough value to not to like get them to use like a different interface, right? And so really trying to like think about how to make it as targeted as possible to like the job that needs to be done. And I mean, I as I'm going through this like process, it's entirely possible that I might conclude that we shouldn't continue to build. You know, like I, mm-hmm. people are using it, but again, if it's not like there's people completely focused on that. And so um in terms of like chat GBT and like and if people get really used to just like chatting, I'm not gonna build just like a chat clone. You know, like I wanna, I wanna test the thesis that people want to interact this with this through like a a UI that um that we kind of I guess like superimpose onto them. And so that's kind of the yeah, it was a lot of fun building it and people are using it and it's really cool and, and that in terms of out facing products. Um internally, you know I've really enjoyed using like AI tools. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like ChatGPT is now just like my brainstorming friend, yep. um, which like I kind of just like play tennis back and forth with it. And I think, you know, I'm not really using it for end to end work, but I am using it to kind of just like when I'm feeling stuck, just like making myself feel better about myself it's like okay here's my shit thing that i wrote like can you write this like a little bit differently and like one thing that i really like doing is um using prompts that uh include like script writers or other or like known script writers or kind of like uh celebrity type people who have like personality it's so like one of my favorite ones is just like, oh, rewrite this as if Ryan Reynolds was was like going to be act like, right? Because I, I I like that kind of like dry humor and stuff like that. And um, sometimes it comes back with horrible things, but often it comes back with like very magical stuff. And so I've been enjoying it for that. I'm also a huge Midjourney fan. We're using it to um, like generate all of our blog graphics and things like that. Um, and I'm like a very visual kind of like thinker. And so it's been, it's felt like... My whole life, I've always felt like my, I can never get my ideas rendered into IRL. Um, and I've been constantly chasing that. And so, uh, a lot of the mid journey stuff mixed with a little bit of Photoshop mixed with this has really felt just like, oh, this is like a lot of fun. Yeah. Almost like a video game. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of takes you back to, to childhood, right? Like, I don't know if you play with like, you know, little action figures and stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. I remember a, a switch in my brain of playing with little action figures and making anything happen, right? And then going to like GTA and also making anything happen, right? Yeah. Like world. yeah. And now we're kind of like that same feeling of, wow, you, anything you can think of, you can kind of make happen, right? With, with these AI tools. So um, I think it's a it, it's a cool way to 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 look at it. Um, one question, um, I guess, you know, a lot a lot of the the bulk of the, of, of, of what Foreplay does, right? It's like, you know, duration of, um, of, of ad creative um is there or have you gotten any um backlash or sort of negativity with i mean i I feel like there's a fine line between you know completely ripping off what someone is doing um versus like you know doing your own or grabbing ideas and and still you know molded it and making it into your own um have you gotten any of that um it you know personally you know reviews or you know whatever it may be um, in terms, like the only thing that I would say is like negative is like sometimes we'll have people being like, "Hey, can you write me a message to send to my boss about why we should use this?" Um, because the boss is like, oh, "Like," but I think inherently like, the people doing this work, like the creative strategists, the media buyers, 
it's it's always been a part of the process to look what other people at what other people are doing and you know whereas for like let's just say the traditional commercial production there was like a really long like pre-production workflow where people were writing scripts and you know and like it's just different in this industry where the pre-production workflow looks like competitor or like adjacent company mm-hmm. kind of like research and being like oh i wonder what's working for them because like the feedback loop for this type of stuff is so acute that like you just go and look what people are doing like oh that's that might be working for them let's just try it for us and then you move super quick and then you know and i think like the best brands in the world are doing that and i think the smallest brands in the world are doing that and they're both all learning from each other you know there's definitely like a i don't actually think that the line is that fine between like using as inspiration and copying like i think it's actually like pretty clear um and so they'll always be bad actors, but like, I think those people would be doing what they're doing, whether we existed or not. Yeah. If anything, I just hope that we're like helping the really great creative people have a tool that gets out of their way, um, allows them to compile a bunch of ideas and create something. And I think we're, I think that's what we're doing right now. So not much backlash. Like the only thing is, you know, sometimes someone's boss is like, what do you mean? Like, and then, not knowing that like that's that's just how they're doing it now they're just doing it in like a very roundabout way yeah okay um that's good is there i guess any questions that i haven't asked that or anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to um mention? i don't i don't think so i mean the, what's really been top of mind for me right now is like the ai stuff and like figuring out how people are going to interact with it mm-hmm. um you know, like I, a lot of people kind of like have asked me like recently when I'm doing kind of podcasts, it's just like, are you guys going to get into a black box type interface where you say you want an ad and then you guys create an ad for me? And like my answer to that right now is just like, no, I, I think I would just use this time to kind of echo who I think we're building for. And it is like, I, I, I adamantly believe that there'll be creative people working for like until the end of time, I think it'd be supercharged by creative, um, by like the AI tools to like, what's really been top of mind for me right now is like the AI stuff and like figuring out how people are going to interact with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, a lot of people kind of like have asked me like recently when I'm doing kind of podcasts, it's just like, are you guys going to get into a black box type interface where you say you want an ad and then you guys create an ad for me. And like my answer to that right now is just like, no, I, I think I would just use this time to kind of echo who I think we're building for. And it is like, I, I, I adamantly believe that there'll be creative people working for like until the end of time. I think it'd be supercharged by creative, um, this is like frame.io for like video review and the way that they kind of very much were, they were like a process kind of automation slash productivity tool that enabled creatives to just like, instead of sifting through email chains for video feedback, they put it visually in front of them in a way that they can understand and get the most laborious part of video editing, which is client feedback out of the way so they can move on and do more great creative work. And I think I'm, I'm moving towards like that. That's kind of like the North star that I'm trying to get to with foreplay. Um, and whereas like, I think the problem here for us is like communication with performance teams 
it's like, that's the part that I think for creative people feels the most like dragging their feet through cement, um, and inherently makes their day not good. And so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's just kind of like where we're going and, and, and kind of the way that we're thinking about our customer. So and just to clarify, are you sort of implying like, it's not just about like showcasing all these great ads, but also mixing in the ability to kind of see what's working, what's performing, what's not performing. Is that kind of like what? What's working, what's performing, what's not performing. Okay. And then also to just giving like a very even ground for creative teams and performance teams to communicate. And so they can both win because it is kind of like, often it is like a clash. It's like, great if you want things to be super beautiful, or if you want things to fucking print money. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to create like a very harmonized Venn diagram of those two things so that everyone can pay the bills. They can succeed in growing their business and creative people can feel like, okay, like, the, you know, like, I don't feel, I'm not just being like imposed like binary constraints by the performance teams. Like I'm, I, I really want to create a place in which they can like harmonize and create something that drives brand, but also drives growth. Yeah. More collaboration. That's excellent. Um, all right, Zach, thank you so much for your time. I think this has been super helpful and also going to be super helpful for a lot of people listening to, to this episode. Um, what are some ways that they can, uh, connect with you personally? Uh, maybe the, your favorite place to hang out online. Um, and then how can they find out more about foreplay? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely most active on Twitter at foreplay Zach. Um, and then you can find us online at foreplay.co and, uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions while they're in the app, feel free to message us. We have live chat 24 seven. And, uh, so I want to connect with you personally, hit me up on Twitter. Awesome. Excellent. All right, Zach. Thank you so much for your time. Cool. Thanks for having me. See ya. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.